Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Eric and Sarah. Welcome back. I nailed it today. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. Uh, once again, we are coming at you, recording this right after getting back from our weekly like trip to the coffee shop to do a couple of hours of work. Speaking of trips, I felt like I was on drugs towards the end of that. Like when we went to the grocery store on the way home, I, I felt so caffeinated. It's like being on drugs. Yeah. The triple espresso really got to you, huh? It sure did. We've been making decaf cold brew, so I think we have somewhat uh, lost our tolerance to caffeine, so we're really, you know, getting a lot of mileage out of each shot now. <laughs> but um, really yeah, are. we're coming at you very caffeinated. I actually feel pretty good considering how the day started, which we'll get into. Um, <laughs> so how should we start the episode? I don't know. Um, well, maybe we can talk about what we were doing at the coffee shop. Okay, well, or do we've you been want to going talk about before. No, it's fine. Okay. We've, we've been going to the, to our local Starbucks once a week, roughly, bringing our laptops, just plugging in there, and doing a lot of writing and mm -hmm. some research too. Writing, research, planning. Like I, I went in today, um, assuming I was going to write a blog post, and then I kind of just started doing some research about what kind of videos and blog posts I should be making. And kind of thinking of ideas, which is a funny thing. And I was going to say, oh, we'll get into that, but let's get into it right now. Part of what I wanted to talk about was you and I had talked about the Eric Ames YouTube channel more. And we talked about it further, you know, because I've always, I've always kind of wavered between, should I be making videos about music production and te techniques and tips and whatnot? And then I made a few in San Diego and I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't know. The whole thing was very strange, but we kind of got into it again recently. And I made my first video of this new, I have this whole list of ideas and I posted it on Reddit and people think it's good and they like it. And I wrote a blog post to go along with it. And I'm like, maybe I can kind of just do what Sarah does with Sarah's Vegan Kitchen, but about music production and recording. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. Why'd you giggle? Well, it's it's really not the same because... The only similarity is that it's on YouTube. And a blog. That's, sure. Yeah, that's literally the only similarity, right? But a content creator. Um, so I went to Starbucks today with the intention of writing a blog post for next week about something. And then sometimes you just get sidetracked by thinking of all the ideas and like possible topics you can cover, which if you're a creator out there listening, you probably have felt before. But I don't know, instead of making the next thing, I was like, oh, here, here are ideas. Mm -hmm. I just had all these ideas. Right. Well, we've talked about this before, about how you and I are super different in our processes. I always get stuck. Like, I, I never have any shortage of ideas. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do a brainstorm dump, have thousands of ideas, and then when it comes down to seeing those through and making an actual video or blog post, I get so bogged down. I have a lot of choice paralysis issues, and I feel like you're much better at kind of committing to something and seeing it through. Mm. Um, that's my that's my problem. I think that's kind of why, for certain projects, it's helpful for me to work with someone like you who does have a lot more focus. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, that's also why I think I've... Like in the past when I've worked for an actual employer, I'm really good at getting things done if I'm accountable to somebody else. And, it, you know, 
this is just something I've had to really work on since I've been self-employed is actually like the accountability part of it mm-hmm. and not getting like sidetracked by all these different possible content ideas. And it's hard because sometimes you get really excited about ideas and then I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think a problem I've had over the last few months, not actually not even the last few recent months, but when we were in San Diego and I made a few videos about like podcasting tips, which right off the bat, I can tell you in retrospect was not the right move because I like podcasting, but I'm a music guy, right? And I'll, most of my knowledge is in music production and whatnot and recording. So making those videos was, was just a weird idea from the start. But um, now that I made the first video, I posted it on a few subreddits that are related to that. And this, the first comment I got on in any of the subreddits was this guy bashing me for making a stupid video on a topic that's been covered too many times and it's he's basically oh this is useless it's useless content everyone wants to have a pop in youtube channel and i was like um okay and i just had this weird you know this weird like self-doubt moment i was like is this stupid and then it was followed by a mostly positive response elsewhere um and I don't know, it just it just goes back to kind of us talking about this idea as a whole and you saying, like, do you want to make this content? And it's hard because my answer is usually like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to make the content because I care about this stuff, but if no one's going to like it, then I don't want to make it, right? And that's just kind of something, like when you come up with all these ideas at Starbucks, mm-hmm. it's like, well, are people going to care about this? Should I do it? Okay, so what lesson do you think you gleaned from that interaction? The first interaction? Mm-hmm. Uh, really, what I gleaned from it is the content's not for everyone, right? Like, no content is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing is. And, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch the video I made because I'm experienced. And I don't need to watch a video about, should you double track vocals? Because I, I know. But that's why I made the video, right? And basically what I told this guy, and you know, Sarah always tries to get me to not fight with people because it's not worth it, because it's not worth it. But basically what I told him before I blocked him is, well, I'm not, I'm not making content for people who have a ton of experience in the field. I'm making content mostly for beginners or people who don't know stuff. So you can just basically stay out of it. You know, mm-hmm. you just move on, right? Because it's not for you since you clearly already know the content. In what i'm talking about right so that's what i learned from it is uh ignore the haters mm-hmm. <laughs> because the content i make isn't going to be applicable to everyone and some people are going to tell you to piss off just because uh, you bothered them for really for no reason well it's funny because you didn't even bother them because everyone every single day is scrolling through different social media platforms and they're littered with ads and all sort of just weird sponsored things. Mm-hmm. And it's just so easy to keep scrolling. And it takes so much effort to like actually concoct a mean comment. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's funny because I've never understood why people take issue with anything that isn't actively hurting someone. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are certain um niches where people are kind of like gatekeepy oh yeah gatekeeper-y yeah 
and they're just there's like a lot of self-righteousness but oh yeah yeah so i try to i mean you should always i think ignore anything that is not really constructive it's just it's fascinating because it's fascinating how the universe works sometimes right that was the first comment i received on the video and this video was the first one i made in this new round of you know what i think i can do this i i like teaching students i think making videos and making a blog you know that correlates with the videos right i think all these things will help me find students and it's and it it'll be informative content that can help people like i can do this and i want to do it right this time and that was the first comment i received and i think it was a real test mm-hmm. you know of like okay how are you going to handle the um adversity I almost said diversity, which happens sometimes in my brain. Like, how are you going to handle this, right? And then it definitely triggered me. I was like, I was mad and I was upset and I didn't know how to feel, right? And then I kind of, you know, you and I talked about it briefly. And I was like, yeah, I basically told him, just move on if the content's not for you. And then I blocked him because I don't give a shit what he has to say back to that. And then I posted it elsewhere. And when I posted it on a much bigger subreddit, I thought to myself, I was like, if anyone wants to criticize it, go for it. Come at me, bro, because you won't phase me. And then I got all these positive comments. Mm-hmm. So it really was helpful in kind of realizing, like, I don't care if people are going to tell me, oh, it's an overdone topic or something. Like, I, I believe in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really made me see that. Right. I mean, so many ways to kind of branch off of this idea. First off, like, I think... In so many situations, almost every situation, maybe anything that triggers you really is a kind of test mm-hmm. to kind of for you to gauge what your beliefs about you, you are. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if usually if somebody says something to you that is just patently false, you you just kind of laugh it off. Mm-hmm. And it's those times when people kind of press on a bruise that's already there or kind of bring up an insecurity that you might already be harboring on your own, like that's when it really hurts. So when you get some some mean feedback, like it's really interesting to see like whether you give credence to it and how you let it affect yourself. And that's the reason it triggered me so hard is because they didn't say something that was just objectively wrong or false. They pushed the one button that... I've been worried about this whole time, which is, uh, it's a combination of, am I, am I good at this? Is this useful content? Can this help people? And just kind of doubting that. And that's the, that's the button he pushed in his comment. It was like, he literally said, oh, people make YouTube videos about the dumbest shit nowadays. And I was like, well, that's my exact fear. Like you just, you nailed it. Right. Right. Well, it's that other thing, too, that people always say, which is when people are mean, like needlessly mean, it's usually a reflection of their like own insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like the most that anyone can do is just try to help as many people as possible, right? That's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. And you know for a fact that you're not hurting anybody with the information you're putting out there. Right. And if it's something that you might be able to teach a student, then like... It is information that people need, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know anything about any of the things you were talking about in the video before you explained them to me. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just always remember that if you're not hurting somebody and you're out there trying to, like, fill a need somebody has, 
there's just no reason to be insecure about it and there's really no reason to listen to the haters Critics. unless they're like you know giving like here's here's one way i think you could have made the the um, information better mm-hmm. or a, here's a way you could have structured it to help more people yeah but usually those comments aren't really mean right yeah and it's I constructive think, criticism yeah and i have to say like I mean, bullying is everywhere, really. You don't have to be on social media to be bullied, but it's particularly bad on the internet because so many people are anonymous. And I think if like, if there's one thing that I have benefited from being on social media for so long, it is, it is that like, I really have developed a thick skin. I mean... I don't know. I just, it's very, I sometimes I'll like tell Eric something somebody has commented on one of my videos and he will get more angry than I do. And I just kind of find it funny, you know? Yeah. And I think that that is, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that too. It was just, it was just weird because, you know, sometimes I feel like we're in a simulation (laughs) and it's moments like that where it just, it seems so uh, so viable mm-hmm. that the overlords are like, ah, oh, he just made this video and he's insecure about this one thing. So let's have someone leave a comment about that one thing he's insecure about. Yeah. It was like almost too, it was almost too <clears throat> right. perfect. Yeah. You know, but then I got a bunch of comments from people who were newbies starting out who were like, this was so helpful, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I got a few comments from people who were like, I've been recording music for 15 years and I found this video extremely useful. Right. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I should do this. Yeah, and I mean, one last, last like, kind of analogy for this is like, we live in the United States and everyone's like, oh, capitalism. Well, actually, everyone's not like that, but a lot of people <laughs> are like, oh, the free market, it's fantastic. And I have to say like, there are so many brands, like for any given product you can think of, multiple brands make the same exact thing like if you want to go and buy pasta there's like 30 brands in one grocery store for any one pasta shape and it's like nobody is telling like at kroger like don't make your store brand uh linguini because barilla already makes this Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean it's like exactly like that like why not just put information out there if it moves you why Mm -hmm. not you know yeah and especially for people who want to make content, like what I'm trying to start right now, you know, everyone has a different personality. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're one of many vegan chefs <laughs> on yeah. YouTube, but people still watch your video. You know, you and you and Sweet Simple Vegan can make the same recipe or like the same dish. Mm-hmm. And someone will probably watch both of them if they like you both because you are different than Jasmine and Chris. Mm-hmm. You're just different people. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want to see two different people who I like make lasagna. Right. Like you're allowed. And that's, it's the same thing with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you can watch someone like Rick Beato, who's this kind of big wig music producer. Yeah. Yeah. Who now makes videos on YouTube instead of full-time producing music. It's just a much different perspective. Mm -hmm. He's like an old guy in a crazy state-of-the-art studio. Yeah who's worked with all these huge artists and I'm someone I'm someone who's more like the people watching the videos like oh I have a bunch of cool equipment and I make music at home so it's like they'll probably just watch both mm-hmm. and that's cool yep yep be yourself mm-hmm. and make whatever you want to make it's true yeah okay where do you want to where do you want to pivot pivot this to well hmm kind of 
okay, I'm going to try to like tie this into the same topic. But when we were talking about how things that trigger you are kind of like you can see them as tests, like opportunities for growth. And let's go back to what I mentioned very briefly as the beginning of this episode, which is how our morning started off terribly. Not terribly. I don't know. It feels weird to even say terribly because I feel fine. But <laughs> so I before we left to go to, on our little coffee work date, I ran to the mailbox to just check, do we have mail? And I had some mail from Anthem that is my insurance provider. And it was a rather large bill <laughs> because last last month, right before um, New York, we went to New York, we were like, okay, well, let's just go get physicals. It's been a long time since either of us had been, well, you got a surgery last year. Yes. But I didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, we hadn't gotten regular checkups. Yeah. So we decided to, let's get physicals. <laughs> yes. So... I'm going to auto-tune that real quick. Nice. Um, <laughs> we get some tea paint on that. I actually might. That might be funny. <laughs> so I had... I, I, I want to not like get super technical or like wax on about this because I just want to pose it as kind of like a funny experience I had this morning. But It'll be funny if uh, the bill ends up being wrong. It's not going to be wrong. I swear I'm to boned. God. Anyway, so I went in to get a physical, hadn't gone just like a general checkup in a long time, told the doctor like, yeah, I've been plant-based for, in November it will be six years. Mm. And so she ordered some labs, just basic labs to see if I had any deficiencies, which I went and I completed right after my, uh, my checkup. Yeah. I have insurance. I don't even, I used to, you know, have like catastrophic care insurance from Kaiser, which really covers fuck all. <laughs> but just make sure that you don't go bankrupt if uh, you get in some sort of accident, right? I have like somewhat decent insurance now, or so I thought. You have a silver... Pl don't we both have a silver plan? <laughs> yes. I pay more than you, so maybe you have a bronze plan? Yeah. Do I even pay more than you? I think you do. Anyway, so I brought my little bill here, my little explanation of benefits slash itemized list of things. <laughs> And you guys, just before I say the number, just guess how much it costs for me to have this like basic like vitamin panel done. Just guess. All right, we'll give you a moment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell them. It cost me in total $1,104. $1,104. And that is after what insurance covers, Okay. Because insurance covered, like you said nothing. before, fuck all. They covered nothing. They and covered the actual... No, they didn't even cover the drawing of the blood. That was just the quote-unquote discount. discount. They were like, here's the benefit of visiting a doctor in plan. So uh, I guess $43.42 was uh, discounted for just the act of drawing my blood. The fucked up part is that I saw my oncologist like two or three weeks before we got our physicals and I got my blood drawn at the oncology center and I paid like 25 bucks. Insurance covered the other 600. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, if you and I both have similar plans, how the fuck do they not cover anything? I just feel like it can't be right. Yeah, you know, I really don't know, and definitely I will look into it further and kind of hope that it's a mistake, but I don't, 
I'm not counting on it. Do you know what I mean? Because essentially what they're saying is, for whatever reason, these particular labs aren't covered. So not only are they not covered, but they don't count towards my deductible or my out-of-pocket maximum. Wait, is that true? mm Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, if it's not an eligible like service or whatever, it doesn't count towards any of the stuff that matters. So it sounds literally like a crime. It you like know, it sounds border. <laughs> it sounds illegal. It is a little bit. It's Healthcare just, is a fucking scam in this country. It's it's um, you know, it's not ideal <laughs> mm-hmm. because I never would have imagined that just like a routine test that a doctor would order at a physical like just a regular checkup would cost so much and i'm not gonna you know keep talking about it but just to tie it back into what i was saying like things being a test like when i originally opened it this morning the envelope and saw what it was like obviously my stomach dropped a little bit and i kind of like started to panic and then i was like wait worst comes to worst i can pay for it i save money I've been so immaculate with my finances, which we kind of touched on in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Like I have a specific day of the week dedicated to like administrative stuff, like like rectifying all my books. And I just feel like kind of the best I ever have about my management of money because we have an entire episode on this too from back earlier this year or maybe end of last year. Yeah. Um, So we'll try to put that in the show notes, but we talked about like our relationship with money and how it's evolved. And even since we recorded that episode several months ago, like I feel like I've really, and it's not even that I make like more money. It's just that I feel different about how I manage it. And I was always the type of person because I don't know, I didn't grow up with a lot of education about money and I didn't grow up with a lot of money and I've never really made a ton of money. And I've always just been very, very stressed about the topic. I've been I've been really stressed about asking for like what I think my value is when I'm doing freelance work with brands. And there were like just years where I would never even open up my bank account. I would just know like I would have like a kind of vague idea of what I had in there and what I was spending. And I had like just automatic payments set up on my credit cards and I just if I ever had to actually log in to look at my balances, I would feel like literally ill to my stomach. And like every year since I have been self-employed, every time tax season would roll around, it would be this whole thing because I would be like, okay, well now I have to look at all this financial information that I've been totally like, I've had my head in the sand about all year. And this is like the first time in my life that I feel like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Like, it's fine. It sucks. And like, what it means about insurance sucks. And what it means for people who are less, you know, fortunate than I am, that really sucks. But I'll be okay. This whole thing is almost more about the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the line from The Dark Knight when he burns the money? I'm looking for a word. He says, oh, it's it's not about the money. It's about the something. More like the principle Yeah, of the it's thing. the principle. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's exactly what you just said. It's like, yeah, having to spend 1200 bucks really fucking sucks. Yeah. Especially when you have insurance and you expected some of it to be covered, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's mostly like, okay, well, luckily I can, I can do this, even though it's not 
Yeah. We, we don't have $1,200 just laying around, <laughs> but I mean, like we can, you know, you could afford it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it really makes you think, well, there are a lot of other people in this country who, who can't, I mean, I always, I always talk about how when I, when I get on and when I get talking about insurance and I get riled up about it, I always mention how my dad showed me the first bill from my first round of chemo when I was 17 and it was like $50,000 mm-hmm. pre-insurance. And now, luckily, my dad has a business that's done well, and he has good insurance through it. And I was 17 on his insurance. But, you know, I had four rounds of chemo and, you know, three weeks straight of radiation. Mm -hmm. You're looking at like half a million dollars if you don't have insurance. Yeah. And if you have shitty insurance, like we don't have amazing insurance. We don't have terrible insurance. Well, maybe apparently we do. Yeah, but like that's the thing is like I would have assumed that these basic procedures would have been covered. And like what if I had like a surgery that wasn't covered and nobody told me and like nobody can really give you any direct answers about the cost of services here. Shocker. I wonder why. I don't know if they're being intentionally like dodgy about it or if they genuinely don't know. Yeah. I think the I think the providers like if you talk to the receptionist. Yeah. They they probably don't know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They're kept in the dark, probably on purpose. Yeah. But I mean, the people who are making the big bucks, I mean, they they know mm-hmm. <laughs> they're keeping it, you know, they're keeping it shady. Yeah. I mean, I had a fifty thousand dollar <laughs> surgery last year for my pacemaker to get replaced, and yeah. I, and I was like, thank God, I was. It was bef- right before my twenty sixth birthday, and I was still. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast last year, yeah. but I was on my mom's insurance, right? Yeah. Do her job. Mm-hmm for like the last few months and i still had to pay two thousand dollars and i was like wait what i don't have two (laughs) thousand i don't i didn't even have two thousand dollars to pay for my heart surgery yeah let alone forty seven thousand you fucking kidding me (laughs) god um yeah it's a whole thing and i don't know i try i've noticed that like on topics like this that are like it's like deeply fucked and like political issues, like sometimes I get so unhappy thinking about them, like so deeply depressed that I really just have to like stop mm-hmm. because I can't, you know, on top of being $1,200 short in my life, like I can't also be so depressed that I can't work, <laughs> yeah. you know, which has happened to me in the past. So yep. yeah, that's something that I just wanted to talk about because it was funny um yeah totally funny really laughing ha 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 <laughs> um but in like a similar like happier note like on the topic of feeling more like financially secure i did get a one of the clients that i worked with in the past for sarah's vegan kitchen um reached back out to me and asked if i wanted to continue the partnership and they were like, well, here's what we're looking for. These deliverables, you know, this many videos, this many blog posts, et cetera. Uh, what would be your rate? And for the first time ever, I like was able to just put out like, m- like respond to them with my own rate. In the past, Eric has kind of done that for me because I really, like I said, I hate talking about money. And I've always been super insecure about what I can, like what the value of my work is. It's really hard to know. And I feel like there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of factors and there's a lot of, like people don't really talk about it like in social media or just in f- freelancing in general. You don't really know like what people are willing to pay. Oh, yeah. What other people are being paid. But this time I was like, well, I know what I got paid last time 
for this many assets. I know how it made me feel. Like I know what how much work I did. And I picked a number that like felt good to me. And yeah, I was very proud of myself. And then they responded and offered you more money. Yeah, for a few for. extra pieces that hadn't been included in the original list, but Yep. Yeah. I mean, I just it I'm so proud of you for for that and also what you mentioned before mm-hmm. with just staying on top of your finances and whatnot. I'm I've always been the kind of person that is always looking at my bank accounts like yeah. every few days because <laughs> I don't know why I've always just been like that mm-hmm. pay off my credit card see oh did this deposit come through oh did this get taken out and go into this account or whatever I'm just like always looking at it like if you asked yeah. me how much money I have in all my accounts right now I could probably get within the like, dollar <laughs> I could probably get within a hundred dollars in yeah. each one yeah I just know mm-hmm. because I like it and it makes me feel better to know yeah whereas you were the opposite Mm-hmm. And you, we talked about this. We do talk, people, outside of the podcast. <laughs> we do have conversations not on on microphone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we talked about this recently. You were like, yeah, I've been looking at my bank accounts like every day and it doesn't scare me. Yeah. And I'm like, nice. Mm-hmm. Way to go. It's the little things. It is. It's and not even little. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's money. It, it rules the <laughs> fucking world. It does. And all of our lives. Right. Um, very, very last thing on this topic. This is why... This is one thing... I don't know. Do you ever have an experience that is kind of like a test and it reminds you of like having a similar test like years ago that you just handled in a totally different way? Ooh, maybe if I really thought about it. Yeah. So this example is the last time I've had like insurance like problems is in I think late 2014. I got in a car accident. It was not my fault. And obviously you have to go through insurance to do all of that. Um, I was at the hospital, an ambulance picked me up, got stitches and a couple of different procedures. And yeah, since the other person was at fault, obviously I was entitled to be uh, compensated for that. But it's the entire thing stressed me out so much. I hate phone calls and I really, really hated phone calls. What, like seven years ago? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And I remember (laughs) I stretched this process out for months because i was just like not answering phone calls not answering emails and it turned out that like i didn't end up paying anything out of pocket but like i could have been compensated much more than i was and it was just because i was afraid to ask for it and afraid to deal with people and i just remember feeling like sick to my stomach for months every night and every time i thought about it Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's like that's always been my problem is just kind of like ignoring things, but like not really ignoring it because it like literally takes up 90% of your brain when you're like trying to ignore it. Ignore it. Yeah. It's so stupid. It takes much more effort to (laughs) try and not think about it. Yeah. Than it does. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I, I can relate that specifically to, you know, like the anxiety I've had recently, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it takes so much effort to remind myself, okay, don't, you don't, no reason to be anxious, just breathe. Like if I could let it just go, if I would, if I could just let it get out of my brain, it would take up, it would be so much easier, right? Mm-hmm. It would just not be there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm expending so much effort trying to remind myself that it's okay. <laughs> yes. That it's like, wait, where, where am I? Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be having fun. Yeah. Right. It's, like, yeah um, so it's it's super silly 
So how do you relate that to this experience with the insurance? I think it's just like that a similar feeling came up. Like my my gut reaction when I first opened the message and like read it, like it felt the same. Mm-hmm. It like threw me back exactly to that time of my life. And then I was like, oh, I'm in a different situation. Like I, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about. It's like very easy to kind of get down on yourself about not being where you think you should be in life at, you know, at your age or compared to your peers who are your same age. And then you have to just remember like where you came from Mm -hmm. and how, I don't know, at the time I would have been working. I don't even know where I was working at the time. I was not making a lot of money. Like, Were you at the cafe? uh, Maybe. I might have been late. Oh, yeah, I was because I remember... I got in that car accident on my way to work. Three years before I, I knew you and <laughs> I still knew where you were working at the time. Yeah, you creep. <laughs> um, okay, so should we pivot? <laughs> well, maybe we should um, wrap up this conversation about money and the bill you owe by uh, doing our supporter shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for paying for my blood draw. If you support our podcast <laughs> monthly, you can help Sarah. Ensure that she is not dying. And get better insurance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You directly contribute to our monthly premiums through Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield. No, we'll still put it at the end of the episode. Okay. But, um, yeah. Okay. So, where do you want to... Where do you want to go? Because I know we have a few things that we want to talk about, and it's sometimes hard to transition. Okay. Well, let's just, I wrote down a whole list, which is all over the place of things we could talk about. And let's just go to like a little bit of a lighthearted one that won't take that long to talk about, which is... The concept of death. <laughs> oh, <kidding>. yeah. <laughs> you start. Um, um, the What I've written here is Eric, Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> oh, Eric, Mr. Fix-It. I mean, do you want to tell, do you want to... No, you explain. Okay, so... Wait, wait, sorry. Let me just lay the foundation in which if you guys listen to us, you probably already know Eric is like very much a problem solver. Like when he worked at the warehouse, he was like the the person people would go to if they needed a tech issue fixed or whatever. I can mostly do anything. I <laughs> If like I can try to learn how to do it in the moment. If it's like working on a car, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> but like most things I can usually figure out and yeah. fix if it's not too specified. Yeah. I mean, for example, I don't know anything about internet. Like anytime we've ever lived anywhere, Eric has set up our internet, like dealt with, you know, uh, jargon, uh, modem, uh, router, uh, <laughs> Comcast, mm, Comcast. Yeah. Ethernet. Gigab- Coaxial. Bite. Gigabit. <laughs> Bits down. Kigglebet. <laughs> is that one? Yeah. <laughs> Kegglebite. <laughs> it sounds like a Jewish delicacy. Uh, you know what a kegel is? Yes. Okay. I do. Not a delicacy. Still. <laughs> <laughs> well, kugel is a Jewish delicacy. <laughs> yes. Potato, potato keggles. <laughs> um, I'm sure the Jews with uh, a nasty sense of humor found that funny. Right. If you're out there. Okay. So me being Mr. Fixit. When we were in New York... Oh, my God. Did we talk about this? When we were in New York... Let's not talk about it at length because it's a big topic. The the water filter? Oh. What that's were you not thinking? A, I thought you were going to detail your parents' uh, internet woes. Oh, I was no. like, let's not go down. God, no. That would be so boring. <laughs> um, no, we were having a conversation with my dad and my stepmom when we were in New York. And w- Claudia was just expressing her disdain for... <laughs> 
like the Brita filter, you know, you fill it up, it's a pitcher, has a filter at the top, and you put it in the fridge, and she's she just hates it. She said she feels like she's in a constant loop in her <laughs> life where she's refilling the water filter and putting it in the fridge, <laughs> and it's like always empty, and she's always refilling it. So I was like, why don't you just get one of those under-the-sink water filters? And my dad was like, uh, what? And Claudia was like, uh, those exist? And I was like, yeah, you just, you, you hook it up under the sink and the, when you turn on your cold tap, it flows through the filter and comes out. I'm like, there are some cheap small ones and some ones that last a lot longer that are more expensive. So my dad, they have Amazon Prime and I was like, I don't like using Amazon, but you already have the account and you order from it all the time. So just do it and I'm leaving in three days, so it'll get here in two days and I'll do it right before we leave. So he bought it and I popped it in and it made their life so much easier. And I'm like, guys, it's it's not a big deal. Eric, it was a big deal though. It was for such you. a big deal for my <laughs> it was more of a big deal for my dad. Yeah. Like he was so he was like, I'm so proud of you for doing <laughs> that. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Eric like it, went around and had everyone do like a blind taste test. That of was fun. Unfiltered versus filtered water. Okay. Well, the tap water in New York is very chlorine y. And I did do a blind taste test with everyone and everyone got it right. Everyone could tell. And I was like, yeah, I fucking did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So Mr. Fix-It in Colorado. So we we know some of our neighbors. This is actually on the list too, but we just met recently the people who moved in in the apartment upstairs. Um, we know a couple people who live in other apartments around us. There's this guy, Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> There's this guy who we call Billy Joel because when we first moved in, he was wearing a beanie and he looked like Billy Joel from a distance. Mm-hmm. Now that we've talked to him face to face, he does not look like Billy Joel. Um, but there's this one couple that lives across the parking lot from us. Um, they both have Down syndrome. And I, I think there are people who... I think there Check are, in on them. Yeah, I've, I've seen. Yeah. And I think there are a bunch of other people who have Down syndrome living in the apartments near us because I feel like I've seen um just a bunch of people and yeah i don't know if they're some sort of caretakers mm-hmm. um these two i can't i don't know their names but we introduced each we introduced ourselves like a month or two ago and then i haven't interacted with either of them until yesterday and i totally forgot their names and i feel bad but our doorbell rang yesterday and i got up and it was the the guy the boyfriend and he was like hey uh can you help me fix something and I was like, sure. Okay, so well, let me backtrack. Our first two interactions were once I went to check the mail and he was out there like messing with his key in his mailbox and he was having trouble. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And he's like, I might have the wrong key. And I'm like, hmm, maybe flip it upside down. And he was trying everything. He's like, I think I have the wrong key. That was the first time we met. And then a few weeks later, I was out on a run and I came back and he kind of stopped me. And he was like, hey, are you strong? <laughs> and it's funny because I was wearing, I was running. I was wearing a tank top. And I'm like <laughs> looking at my muscles and I'm like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sure. I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, will you help me carry some of this stuff up to our house? Because he just had a bunch of groceries. So I grabbed like two things of Gatorade <laughs> and walked it upstairs like, where were you? And I was like, I was helping the neighbors with their Gatorade. <laughs> so those are the two times we've met. But he was like, can you help me fix something? And I was like, sure. What is it? And he was like, we can't change the volume or turn the TV on and off with our remote. And Xfinity tried to help us and they didn't. And I was like, uh, I can try. (laughs) So I put on my shoes and I went over there. And how long was I gone? A long time, Uh, right? 
Probably 20 minutes. 20 minutes? I mean, I wasn't worried. Yeah. Or anything. <laughs> what makes me so distrustful of people? Because, like, <laughs> when I first went up there, I was like, it's some elaborate plan. And, you know, the, I don't know if they're married or just dating. Like, is the girlfriend going to, like, hit me over the head with something? <laughs> I just, like, with strangers, I don't know why. I don't know if it's growing up in New York where you go into the city and your parents are like, don't talk to anybody. Will, yeah, anyone can mug you at any time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that, but like when I first meet people, especially going into people's homes by myself, I'm like on guard, <laughs> which is silly. Cause it's not unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Right. Anyway, did you resolve their issues? Kind of. I we were basically trying to get one of their new remotes to turn the TV on and off and control the volume of their soundbar. I didn't really know how to do it, but I got it. So you can turn the TV on and off and change the channels with run, one remote and adjust the volume of the soundbar with the other remote. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this good enough? And they were like, yes, because now we don't have to get up every time we want to change the volume or turn the TV on and off. Yeah. And I was like, great. All in See a day's ya. work. <laughs> All in a day's work of being a good neighbor, neighborly presence. I just think it's so funny. Like, it, there's definitely, definitely like this, like aura thing because people ask you for help and people will like talk to you, like at a grocery store or on a plane. <laughs> like when we were flying to New York, Eric just struck up this conversation with a guy next to him, and they talked about like baseball the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And you've told me like different stories too of other people, like you like follow somebody on instagram that you talked to like years ago yeah when i was flying to see when i flew out to san diego mm -hmm. to see you in september of 2017 i think yeah <laughs> yeah i met this woman kelly i believe her name is mm -hmm. and yes we follow each other on instagram since and she'll comment on pictures of us because i was telling her all about you because mm -hmm. we had only been dating for a few months and we weren't yet living in the same place. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, so I hope this works out. Right. And she was like, go get her. <laughs> yeah. And people never talk, like people never try to strike up a conversation with me. I think it's just because I don't, I mean, I don't know. I really think it is like a little bit of a energetic thing. Mm -hmm. Like you're very open just naturally. And I'm very like reserved and i'm not mean like i'm no. always nice and polite to people but i just never get in situations where people ask me for help if someone if someone's like about to make eye contact with you will you like a stranger will you like turn away um consciously it kind of kind of depends on the vibe i'm getting from the person because i think like <laughs> that's one thing where i'm like a, i'm okay making eye contact and yeah. i'll like give a smile hello yeah. And I think that some like little things like that, I think, really show somebody like, oh, I can, I can speak to this person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is funny that you, that you, I don't know, it's, it's just funny that you mentioned like, oh, people will always talk to you and ask you for help and stuff. And I'm like, right. oh yeah, I guess they do. I don't really think about it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because strangers will approach you and like people we don't know that well will approach you in just random situations. What I find happens to me is that if, if I'm in like a group of like a smaller group of people, like if I'm at like a party or something or like, I don't know, there were a couple of times when I was traveling with my aunt in Bali where we were like in a group of people and then I end up like splintered off with one other person mm. and they end up like telling me all these things, you know? <laughs> like Dylan. It's like, yeah, it's like a totally different kind of situation. It's like people use me to 
like offload psychological <laughs> trauma yeah. because I'm like, yeah, I can definitely take it. I'm a good listener and I think I'm good at asking questions, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Or like, well, here's a only semi-related thing too, um, which is not about me, but more about you. Is like we were at the grocery store the other day and we were like looking for noodles and there was this old lady behind us just kind of looking at this display of Lay's chips and she like said something out loud to herself but she was right behind us and (laughs) my inclination when people start talking to themselves is to move is to leave so they don't talk to me and let me just say this woman wasn't like i gotta get the chips (laughs) like she wasn't like you know she didn't have some sort of issue where she was you know talking to herself um which is okay if you that's i know that's a thing i'm Mm -hmm. not trying to roast those people that's a thing um but no she was just like salt and vinegar chips i gotta get my hands on these (laughs) (laughs) and sarah was like "Uh, okay bye (laughs) and then she started talking to eric briefly it's because i look so sarah looks the other way she's like nope (laughs) and i looked at her like why is this person speaking and then i and then she like made eye contact and i was like oh yeah looks good let me know me know what you think if i see you at the store next week Just something stupid. Or, you know, if I see you in your own home because you've asked me to uh, fix your cable box mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> I've interacted so many times now with our new upstairs neighbors mm-hmm. who they're like a few years younger than us. Same age bracket. So they're cool. They're not. Uh, I was <laughs> expecting like, I don't know, like a 30 or 40 something year old couple to. Wait, I guess we are 30. <laughs> I don't know. I was expecting older people to move in upstairs and we got younger people who moved in. Mm-hmm. So it's been cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've interacted with them a few times. I've interacted with the guy who lives upstairs while we were downstairs watering the plants and trimming the plants. And he was upstairs on the balcony and we could see each other mm-hmm. and you never interacted with them. And we were outside <laughs> talking to our next door neighbors as he was leaving the other day. And you were also outside and you didn't interact with him at all. And it's just very much you know, our personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I just I'm not like made to small talk with people. Hmm. I'm only made to go deep on some topic. That's it. Yeah. That's all I could do. And I'm okay with that. I feel like I've made peace with that. When were you talking to our friend Dylan? At your birthday party like two, two years, years ago? ago? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, everyone ever I thought everyone had left. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah was just talking to our friend, like in the stairwell, going to the basement, having this very deep conversation. Yeah. And you were like kind of drunk, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. And just weeping. Also, it happens to be on like Instagram. Like I'll like make mm-hmm. a story about one thing and then I'll get like DMs back that are like people like explaining this hard thing they're going through. And I'm like, I'm very good at, I think, navigating those kind kinds of discussions. But yeah. Well, this directly ties into one of the other things we had on the list, which is just my relationships with people. And something I mentioned to you when we were at Starbucks is I was having a conversation via Twitter with this guy who I've worked with a few times before uh, it started. He asked me for a theme song for one of his YouTube channels, but he does these gaming videos. So at some point he asked me to make the music. He basically, I don't know, I've, I've made like, funny songs for him with lyrics he's given me before 
And I just did another one for him and he was posting on Reddit and whatnot and people really liked it and the community that revolves around Minecraft is the game. So I just kind of noted to Sarah how many people I now have in my life that I've just met through doing work for them who are now like actual kind of friends and clients. And I'm just like, it feels so good to have these people who hire me to do stuff, but you know, it doesn't feel like working in the warehouse, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like working for and with your friends, basically, you know, like I have Jimmy who was one of my students, but we talk about music all the time now. And I have um, Carly, who I make music for, and I don't know, we'll text about random stuff, and he'll send me videos of one of the songs I made for him playing somewhere in public, you know, like one of his stores or something. And it's just like, it's so cool that there are people who I have business relationships with, but they're also pals. Mm -hmm. And I never really anticipated that happening. But not because I didn't think it would happen. I just didn't maybe realize it could, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that it wouldn't always just be people on Fiverr like, oh, make, make me a theme song. I don't care. All right, great. I'm not, I'm not going to give you a review because I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just like shitty interactions with people when you work freelance. I didn't right. realize that this would happen where I make real positive relationships with people, mm-hmm. you know? Because usually as a freelancer, you're used to just getting kind of dicked around yeah it's kind of the life right yeah i think it doesn't have to be you know forever but definitely when you're getting established sometimes it's inevitable yep but yeah i'm glad that you've been able to grow those relationships feels good Mm -hmm. uh what else do you want to talk about um brief update on the topic of relationships Mm. so eric made friends with our upstairs neighbors we also have a friend who is moving back to colorado near us quite near us possibly in our same town she got a job in our town Mm -hmm. um, but she had been living in ohio so she and uh, her roommate are moving here and her dog and her dog and then another couple that we are friends with who are vegan are moving substantially closer to us than they have been living Mm -hmm. so it's good. I, and we talked in the last episode about how we feel kind of like isolated from our friends and family just because I, I think especially now, I mean, I don't want to get into COVID stuff, but it still doesn't feel the same as before the pandemic, you know? Yeah. So people are, I think, are very choosy about when they go out of their way to leave their homes. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to have friends near us. Um one well the couple we just mentioned is going to have like an outdoor space Mm -hmm. which we have been missing for like hosting get-togethers and stuff so i think it'll be nice it will be really nice for us yeah also that couple who's who lives here but is moving closer um they're (laughs) so they were supposed to get married last year and then covid was happening so they had a small outdoor wedding i think there were like eight of us Mm -hmm. right i mean and they were planning on having a wedding with all of their friends and all of their family from out of town. So we, instead they were just like, yeah, well we have the space booked. So we're just going to invite like eight of our closest friends. Mm-hmm. So we did that last year and now they're having their real rescheduled wedding. So we get to go to the same place and have the wedding all over again with them. Mm-hmm. But now everyone's vaccinated, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's this weekend. It kind of snuck up on us, but right? I'm just really excited to 
see i don't even really know who else we know that's going to be there yeah as of now but i know we're going to know some people yeah but it's just going to be fun to see to see people <laughs> yeah it's just it just makes you feel like a human again when you're surrounded by other people and like yeah. asking other people about their lives and being outside of your own bubble because i mean we leave the house like we go to starbucks <laughs> and um, the store in theory we go to the gym oh my god we haven't gone to the gym in so long <laughs> we are meaning to resume that um i'd rather do yoga Por que no los dos yeah we can do both you're right yeah but i mean we're leaving the house but we're not really interacting with people in any meaningful way so yeah. that'll be nice it sure will um anything else you want to talk about i don't think so okay i feel like we've gotten to the point of the podcast that i feel like in prior times we've pushed through mm-hmm. like when we first started the podcast we pushed through right when we were like every episode has to be at least one hour but i think there's just a certain point in every episode where we don't want to talk anymore <laughs> and i've hit that point okay you know what i mean well geez what i mean not like i don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> i just i don't want to you're like that being said i'll be watching baseball for the rest of the day please they don't, don't interact the with mets me. <laughs> do not play for another four hours and 11 minutes oh, great Watching the Mets is depressing. <laughs> I'm I'm over watching the Mets this season. Mm. Well, it's interesting because Mets are playing the Giants, who play where I used to live, and I've been to that stadium multiple times. Oh, it looks so nice. And I'm I like obviously I didn't know anything about baseball in the least <laughs> when I've gone there in the past. It's just like a kind of like a social thing. You go with friends, <laughs> smuggle in some drinks, mm-hmm. you know, get sunburned. Yep. Um get arrested trying to crawl onto the big coke bottle in left field yeah i i did that um (laughs) if you don't know what i'm talking about take a quick moment to google coke bottle san francisco giants (laughs) right but i don't know if something about seeing them play in that stadium that i've been there and the sky is blue and it's so beautiful i'm feeling a little conflicted i have to say (laughs) don't feel conflicted no i still want the mets to win but i do feel like a sort of like hometown pride yeah mm-hmm. i feel that the giants used to play in new york so mm, theoretically yeah. i should feel some sort of pride <laughs> but i don't let's go mets uh, okay are we done sure okay i'll do the outro okay thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it we'll talk to you more next week um and in light of sarah's lab results not lab <laughs> results uh the bill she got for her blood work we're going to send it over to our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Nadia, Merv, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah.